Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
We call on you for every need of every individual. Father, I'm reminded of your word that says you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we can think and act. And, oh, God, we cry out for that today. We cry out for your mercy today. We pray, oh, God, that your grace would be poured out abundantly, that is sufficient in strength that's made perfect in weakness. We pray today that the eyes of every man and woman, boy, girl, understanding will be open, that we would be filled with the knowledge of your will, that we would recognize what the hope of your calling and what the exceeding greatness of the power to us who believe according to thy working of the mighty power. We bind the principalities, powers, world rulers, and spirit and wickedness in our faces. And, Father, we ask you to send out angels, according to Hebrew 1:14, and fight and battle in the heavens within and everywhere that is needed to stop the enemy from, from uh, stopping what you want to get done tonight. Father, you are omnipotent, and we thank you for that as we call on you for that. You, God, Christ, would just cover everyone, that you would tuck every individual under the shadow of the Almighty, let thousands fall at their right hand, ten thousand at their side, but don't let nothing come near that dwelling. We pray, O oh God, that you would pull the grace of God out of every individual, that grace that would change character. Father, we pray that you would just minister to the needs of every individual. We bind all the demons within and out that would hinder and block any of your will today. We pray that walls of fire will be put between the demons in the heaven, behind us, over us, around us, and even within. We bind all manifestations. Demons, you are not to do anything but leave and break up and go in Jesus Christ's name. As the word of God is shared, and as we pray, uh, we ask your God to just minister to every need in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My friend, uh, what does the Lord put on your heart for this week? Take the microphone. Well, uh, the message that has been put on my heart is about the need of deliverance. There is a real need for God's people to be set free. Yes, amen. Men, uh, women, boys, and girls, as I have found out over the years, many of them are real, really well-meaning men, women, boys, and girls, but will never be uh, the men and women, boys, and girls that the Lord wants them to be without it. Uh, many will never recognize the problems that they have without freedom. Many times after years, after years of getting freedom, I've heard testimony after testimony how that they have been enlightened and recognized the problem that they had in their life uh, when earlier years they they wouldn't even think that they had a problem. But after the Lord exposed some of that stuff and get that bonnet out, they're able to see clearly and able also to walk in the freedom, be the husband, the leaders, and the uh, pastors, uh, whoever, a wise, uh, young men and women that the Lord wants them to be. And without it, uh, many are just, well, I would almost say everybody is not going to be able to walk in their full potential without it. That's something that I've, ex- I've seen over and over in life. Uh, as I say, we're going to talk about the need of deliverance. Uh, uh, Many of God's people, and I, almost all, I would say, uh, are just not able to do without deliverance, not able to do what they should do, uh, should have deliverance. It is a necessity. 
uh, many has heard about deliverance, and many claim that they're getting deliverance, but many times it's not really real deliverance. And we want to show you through the word of God that there is a need of deliverance and maybe even touch a little bit about uh, 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 some of the things that the word says, uh, uh, pointing out that Christian may, a Christian do, really has demon and stuff like that too. I don't know where we get that far. Yes, sir. The word of God is something that is desperately needed to shine light. Yes, indeed. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Pastor James Mobley. This is a live program. Go ahead, Pastor. All right. If you would, uh, if you had your Bible, just jot down some of these passages of Scripture so that you can go through them at a later date, uh, if you would. Pastor James, um, uh, we we cannot hear you. you. You cannot hear me? Now I can hear you. Something happened to the microphone. Okay. Try that one again. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 114. The Word of God says that through thy precepts we get understanding. Through the Word of God we are able to see more clear. Uh, therefore, I hate every false way. And this is something that is needed in the life of God's children to begin to hate uh, all the evil and the evil that it brings, the problem that it brings. Verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As I say uh, probably weekly at our place, uh, I believe as we are dealing with this wicked, wicked old world and the dark ages and time that we're living in, the word of God is going to be the only thing that will shine bright enough for us as believers to see our way. So we need the word of God. In that same chapter, verse 30, he says, The interest of the word giveth light, and it giveth understanding to the simple. The interest of the word help us to see more clear, and it give understanding to the simple. Well, if you would just drop right down to verse one sixty, God, it is true. God's word is true from the beginning, from 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 the beginning, and it's from truth from the beginning, and every one of His righteous judgment endures forever. God's word itself, it is true, and it endures forever. Many will look at certain passages of scriptures, and they just say, well, that was for that time or that day. But he say, every one of his righteous judgment endure forever. Every one of his uh, uh, sentences, every one is just and true, and it endures forever. There was another little scripture I want to call your attention to before we really get into the heart of the message to just uh, uh, encourage you to get in the word of God and study and look at what the word of God has to say about uh, this era of deliverance and stuff so that you can know for sure where you're standing at and that you're following the word of God because the word of God is needed for us to be able to build on good, solid, 
foundation and be able to weather the storm that we're going to be dealing with in this life, especially if you intend to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the book of Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, he said, These were more noble than those at Thessalonica, in that they gladly received the word with all readiness of mind. But search the word daily, whether those things be so. So I just encourage you to jot these scriptures down and look into the word of God so that when the enemy tried to stop you or block you, you would know that you're on solid ground, that you're digging deep and laying that foundation on the rock as you begin to get the freedom and seek God for the freedom that you need. Now, deliverance is defined as to rescue from evil. Uh, evil means that which brings distress. And you don't have to be a Bible student or have to follow the Lord long to recognize that there are evil everywhere. And uh, evil itself is designed from the enemy's standpoint to bring distress, uh, to save from distress. God's people are being distressed. There are many pressures that are coming after God's people from every anger, and we need that freedom that the Lord want to give us. And it's all through the will of God we look and we see that the Lord's people always, for one reason or whatever, they needed freedom. They needed deliverance. And I just encourage you to uh, listen to what the word of God says and, and hope that you will be able to recognize that there is a real need and get some freedom also. In the book of Psalm 140, Verse 1, 2, two 3. Psalm 140, 1, 2, 3. Verse 1, 2. He said, Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men, from those men that will bring distress. There are individuals that the enemy will use to cause distress in people's lives. To save me from evil men, I mean, deliver me from evil men, preserve me from violent men which imagine mysteries in their heart continually. Are they gathered together for war? In other words, those that are just given to contention. If you ever really been in contention, contention will really just cause problems beyond what anybody can really bear many times and deal with unless the Lord rescue them or protect them. It hurts, it causes pain, it causes agony, it causes all kinds of problems. So any individual that has really got caught up in contention and strife and whatnot, you need some rescue. And as the leader here cried out, Lord, deliver me from those that are causing contention and strife and stuff. He said, uh, they have sharpened their tongue like a serpent, and Adam poison is under their lips. In other words, it is like a poison. Their tongues are sharpened. Words are sharp. Words curt cut, and also the Bible says they are deadly. Also, in, since we're over here in Psalm 142, verse uh, uh, 6 and 7, uh, here again, uh, uh, the leader here was crying out for freedom because he was overwhelmed by some of the things, just crushed by things that were coming his way. But the end of this chapter, verse two, verse six and seven, he said, "I turn unto my cry, for I am brought very low." And if you've been following the Lord any time, no matter how 
spiritual you are, uh, uh, what type of leader, uh, man or woman, boy or girl that you are, you will find that there are just times when the enemy uh, are able to bring God's people low. He said, deliver me, for they are stronger than I. Deliver me. Bring my soul out of prison. The word of God talks about here, it was like his soul, his mind, his will and emotion was in prison. In prison that I may praise thy name. In other words, before he was really able to give glory and honor and praise the Lord, there was deliverance that it needed. Uh, thy righteousness shall compass me about, for thou hast dealt bountifully for the thing. So we see here there was a real need for freedom and deliverance in order to even praise the Lord. I know you will look around in the body of Christ today or in the church, and you will see that there are many that are just uh, uh, doing all kinds of things, and they call it praying the Lord. But I'm convinced that much, much of it is just demon spirits that are just parading and really mocking our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We've cast out just so many spirits that have come into the church that are just wrapped up in false praise. Not all, but there are, mu- there are just many that are bound by these things. And until they get freedom, like the Lord really wants them to get, many of them will not be able to really praise the Lord. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 7, we're going to be moving pretty fast, but we would like to just cover uh, uh, as many of these passages as we can. Uh, some of them you just have to jot down. Exodus, chapter 6. Chapter three and verse seven, as I find out, you know, because of the problem, the affliction. Uh, this is a passage of scripture here that talks about how the Lord was hearing their cry, and the Lord will hear your cry. He will hear our cry today, and it says. Uh, uh, in chapter 3 and verse 7, he said, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my peoples, which are in Egypt, and I've heard that cry by the reason of the taskmaster, and I know thou sorrow. In other words, I, I've seen the affliction, he said. That uh, word affliction means hardship, trials, pain, trouble, misfortune, trials, injuries, uh, the enemy through these things, through the bondage, are able to just cause God's people to cry, to make a noise as one is in grief or in pain, uh, in trial, to shed tears and call for help. Uh, sorrow means grief and sadness, uh, regret. The enemy are able to just cause all kinds of problems in God's people's lives, and without freedom, this will go on. If the Lord don't just deliver his people, uh, uh, they seek deliverance or whatever, they, they will go on maybe a lifetime uh, with this bondage. Verse 8, he said, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Pastor James, um, we, uh, we can't hear you. Wow. Here, How about now? Uh, we can hear you fine. It was like the maybe the microphone got pulled away. Uh, pick it back up. Okay. Can you still hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, verse eight in Exodus chapter chapter th- uh, three. 
He said, I'm come down to deliver thee out of the hand of the Egyptian and to bring them, bring them out of that land to a good land, a large land that flows with milk and honey, and unto a place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the, the, Hittite, the Amorite, the Presidite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. The Lord wanted to rescue his people out of that bondage, out of that abundance. Uh, if you would sometime get you uh, maybe a good concordant and look up some of those names, the Canaanite, the Hivites, and, and Amorites, and Prejudites, uh, many of those things stem from uh, uh, some of the things that we battle with, like lust, pride, and rebellion, and, and, and trafficking, and all kinds of different things. So the Lord wants his people out of that bondage, and he wants them out of that bondage really to serve him. We won't go there right now, but the word of God said they was, he was bringing them out so that they could really serve the Lord. Now, uh, many times when God's people are uh, being brought out of this bondage, just as God's people were brought out in that day, when they went to uh, drive those enemies out of that place that the Lord wanted them to drive them out, they was afraid. In, in Numbers chapter 13, 28, he said they are strong and we are like grasshoppers in their sight. The enemy, brothers and sisters, many times will look strong, and they, he said they were walled cities and all that, but that is nothing to worry about. Our Lord and our Savior give us power to trade up on serpent scorpion of all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt us, so he wants us to be just encouraged and go on and deal with these things. Another reason why he want these bondage and these enemies out in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 24 through 28, they defile, make unpure. And we do not need these things uh, in our lives. Also, he wants us separated from them because uh, if we begin to mingle with them and play around with their gods and all that stuff, which is so easy to do if we don't uh, cut off this evil association and don't deal with them, uh, uh, they caused many problems. Like Esau got involved with one of the one of the women's from that land, from the from the heathen land, from the women of the land. The Bible says, over in the book of Genesis thirty six and two, he married one, and over in uh, Genesis twenty seven forty six and Genesis twenty six thirty four thirty five, and the Bible talks about she was a grief to his mother Rebecca. And, and, and Isaac, and she was weary to, to death. In other words, the enemy was wearing them out because of uh, those relationships. So it's so important that we honor the word of God and look in the word of God and begin to study God's word and get rid of this stuff. Another reason why there is a real need to get rid of this bondage, uh, this enemy out of our lives or these things out of our lives, in the book of Numbers 33, 55, the word of God said they caused misery. He said, the one that you let remain, they will, they will cause you to sin against me. And he said, they will become pricks and thrones in your side, pricks in your, in your eye and thrones in your side. Those are things that will become very irritable. That's why we as God's people need to get these blindages up out of our lives. So as we saw in the good word of God, he says here, that these things will cause hardship. They will cause trials, pains, and misfortune, injuries, and all kinds of stuff, sorrows, grief, and sadness. Also, the Word of God tells us in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, Deuteronomy chapter 4, God's Word tells us that we need to, to possess that land as 
we drive this enemy out. Uh, uh, they drove that enemy out. They was to possess their land. Uh, in chapter 4 of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 1 of Deuteronomy 4, he said, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgment which I teach you for to do them, that you may live and go in and possess, possess the land. Go in and possess the land which the Lord God, your God of your fathers, give you. Now, in order to possess something, you got to depossess. You got to get that stuff out of there. You got to Amen. get those out for you to possess it. And you, you cannot add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish oh, from it, that you may keep the commandment of the Lord, your God, which I command you this day. Now, he was commanding them to, to get that enemy out of that land and really take over that land. For time's sake, uh, uh, verse 6, he said, keep therefore and do them. Do what the word of God said. This is your wisdom. This is the knowledge that guided by understanding. And your understanding, you're able to see clear, in other words, in the sight of the nation which ye shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this is a great nation, is a wise and understanding people. Well, look what happened when they didn't do. Drop down to verse 9. Only take heed to yourself. Keep thy soul diligent. Lest thou forget the things which thy eyes have seen, lest they depart from there from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them to thy sons and to thy sons' sons. Now, the, uh, the people of God had been brought out. They were brought out of this bondage by a mighty stretched out hand. They saw great deliverance. They saw the Lord made a way out of no way. They saw the Lord block the enemy. They saw that enemy behind them, and the Lord put a cloud, put fire, and put a light between them, and the enemy was not able to get to them while they were able to walk through that wilderness, through that Red Sea as a wilderness on dry land, the Word of God said. The Lord was fully protecting them while he slowed the enemy down and eventually destroyed the enemy in the same pathway that he brought his people out. And they was to remember that. But the Word of God tells us over and over that they forgot they soon forgot the wonders. They forgot all the things that the Lord had done. The enemy wants you to forget. And he said, if we don't remind our young folks, the children, and be reminded of these things and follow these examples, we will forget what the Lord has done. Uh, also, in the book of Psalm 34, 19, brothers and sisters, it don't matter how righteous and how godly you are. Many feel that just because they have been blessed to live uh, uh, somewhat a godly life and, and, and stay away from many things of the world and whatnot, they really don't need freedom. But I assure you that if you really allow the word of God to shine bright and allow the Lord to put his finger on something, you can profit from the ministry of deliverance. Matter of fact, Psalm 34, 19, he said, many are, many are the affliction of the righteous. In other words, many hardships, many pains, those things can come out. If you're on the pain, if you're just going through many trials and troubles many times, you can get freedom. Matter of fact, trouble will cause so many problems in your life. Many times you will just want to die. You just want to 
want to want to run off and, and and just get away or whatever. That's the problem that trouble can come, can cause in your life misfortune, sorrow, grief, and sadness. Brother sister, if you are dealing with these things, you could really benefit from some freedom. And he said, many of these things will come to the righteous, but the Lord delivers out of them all. See, the Lord wants to deliver. He is a deliverer. He is our strong high tower. He is our deliverer. Matter of fact, in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 11, Paul was just uh, a man of God, if you ever read or heard about one. If you read uh, about this man, this man was just one that uh, just, just followed the Lord so uh, closely, and just a blessing has blessed my life for many, many years, and I trust we're blessed until I go home to be with our Lord and Savior. But in the book of Second Timothy, chapter 3 and 11, if you think you're one that really don't need freedom, he says, persecution and affliction, hardship and trials of the word, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra. What persecution I endured. I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. In other words, delivered, rescue from evil, that which brings distress. Also in Second Timothy 3 and 12, he said, Yea, and all that will live godly will suffer persecution. All. Also in the book of Psalms 88, Psalms 88 and verse 9, David Real man of God. He had some problems, but uh, uh, a man that uh, uh, the Bible talks about after God's own heart. He says, my eyes mourn by the, by the reason of my affliction. My eyes mourn by the reason of my affliction. I call daily upon thee. I stretch out my hand unto thee. Now, this man, which is a man after God's own heart, was, 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 put in a position where there was so much uh, uh, going on in his life, so many afflictions, so many trials, so many heartaches, so much pain, he says, I, I, I'm crying out, I'm calling on you daily. I stretch out my hand. Now, hold that for a minute if you have turned there. I stretch out my hand to thee on a daily basis. Now, that's kind of serious, ain't it? If you're that's a man like David being attacked by the enemy and being pressured by the enemy daily to the point where he's crying out to the Lord, what about us? What about us? Now, uh, uh, in the book of Isaiah, I'm just going to read a verse of Scripture here, Isaiah 61. Listen at what, what the uh, prophet was, was saying to the people about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, he says here, says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he have anointed me to preach good tidings. In other words, preach good news, preach the gospel, uh, that message that raised real hope uh, unto the meek. And he has sent me to bind up the broken heart. In this old world, it's just, it's just everywhere. Men, women, boys, and girls get hurt. Their heart is broken, and just many times it's just uh, uh, hurt beyond what one can even begin to imagine, to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captive. Now, I know many don't want to even think about themselves being captivity to any bondage, but 
if you just allow the word of God to just shine in and allow the word of God to be that guide, it will show you that 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 pretty much everybody that I have met anyway, and I used to hear Pastor Worley talk about that so he hasn't met anybody that didn't need freedom, and I haven't either yet. Uh, uh, to proclaim liberty, liberty to the captive and to open other prison to them that are bound. Now think about it. If you're hurt and you're wounded and you're grieved or just, just, just bound in any era, you're in prison to those hurt. You may say, I'm not going to hurt no longer. I'm not going to allow these things to bother me. I'm not going to allow the words to bother me. But really, that is not really the way it is. You go to bed with these thoughts and no doubt get up with them and whatnot until the Lord just do something about them. So the Lord won't uh, his people to be brought out of prison, them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all of them that mourn, those that in prison, those that are captivated, they are mourning many times, and the Lord wants to uh, uh, take care of that, to point unto them that mourn in Zion and give them beautiful ashes and all of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may call, be called the trees of righteousness, planted of the Lord, that thou, thou might be glorified. So we see there, as the prophet Isaiah prophesied and spoke, he talks about God's people were brokenhearted, hurt, wounded, and grieved, and all that stuff, and in prison, and need to come out. And and today, it seems like uh, there are just many heartaches, there are many pains, and there are many problems everywhere. And people sometimes that are doing things that, don't realize that they are even being hurt. Like the Bible talks about over in the book of Proverbs, when a man committed adultery with a woman, he said a wound and a dishonor he gets. Many times individuals don't know they are being hurt and being wounded. I remember preaching on hurts and stuff like that some years ago, and there was a bunch of big old rough, rough men. And before they were born again, they was homongers and some of the latest same thing and whatnot. And, and man, and, and 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 as I preached about that stuff, man, uh, many of the old men were just sitting there crying and manifesting and saying, "Shut up and hush and whatnot," because there was many hurts inside. Now to look at them, you wouldn't think that they was they was bound by nothing. You know, you wouldn't think that the hurts would be the last thing. Other words, they were bound by, but those hurts and those wounds were inside, and God people needed to uh, be brought out of that stuff. And now in Psalms 88 and 9, he said, my, 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 my eyes mourn by the reason of the affliction. I call upon thee daily. I stretch out my hands unto thee. Verse 15 in that same chapter, for time's sake, he said, I am afflicted and ready to die for my youth of. I suffer terrors. I am distressed. I am in hardship. I am in trials. I am in pain. I, 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 I'm dealing with this trouble from my youth up. I'm ready to die. And, and he said, I am distracted. In other words, I am confused. I'm distracted. Now, also, he mentioned here in this verse, he says, I suffer terror. Now, many don't think that there's a real problem with fears, but one of the things that the Word of God tells us in Second Timothy 1 and 7 says that God has not given you the spirit of fear. 
over in the book of 1 John chapter 3.18, I believe it is, he said, for fear has torment. Perfect love cast out fear. Fear has torment. Anytime you're talking about torment, you've got to recognize that is the enemy. That is that is the word of Satan and his demons. Fear has torment. And the Lord did not give his children the spirit of fear. Verse 17 in Psalm 88, he said, They come around about me daily like water. They come past me about together. Also, verse 18, lovers and friends God has put far from me. My acquaintance are in darkness. In other words, he was isolated. And when, when you are really going through tough times, many times it's really difficult when you are isolated, when there's nobody really there for you. Also, in the book of Psalm 107, the writer here writes about uh, those that has been redeemed, you know, and the redeemed is the one that's bought by the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He talks about uh, in Psalm 107, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. The Lord has redeemed his children. Well, right on down in verse 17, I mean verse 10, after he talked about uh, he had led them and, you know, and whatnot, they had wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way and stuff, and that's so fainted. But look at what he says in verse 10. He says, such as sit in darkness. Many times God people, because this enemy that we're dealing with and because of our action, Many times, he said, they are sitting in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound and afflicted in iron. He's talking about his people, being bound and afflicted in iron. Now, this is spiritual stuff for us today, bound and afflicted in iron. Look at verse 17, and he says here, fools because of their transgressions and because of their iniquity afflicted. Many times they call uh, the believers do things that they shouldn't do. The foolish spirit, in other words, the spirit of the fool will cause God's people to do things that really should be avoided. But he said, uh, uh, fools, because of their transgression and because of iniquity are afflicted, are going through trials, hardships, uh, pains, and all that stuff. Also, verse uh, 18, he says, Thy soul ahoes all manner of meat. They draw near unto the gates of death. We see here there's a spirit of death. Many times we have cast out that spirit. He's there to aid death, the foot of death. And there are many deaf spirits sometimes has entered into God's people and they are causing many, many problems in their life. Uh, uh, verse 19 then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. Distress means great pain, sorrow, anxiety, trouble, uh, cause pain, make unhappy, misfortune, sorrow, uh, difficult situation. And if you really think about it, that is really the, a picture of many, if not most, of God's people, they end up in distress because of one reason or another, and they need freedom. 
Then they cried unto the Lord in that trouble, and he saved them out of that distress. Uh, verse 20, he sent his word to heal and deliver them from that destruction. Now, many times the Lord, as the word of God is being preached, uh, many times the enemy, some of the stuff will leave. Now, you need to sit down, if all possible, and get some freedom, but many times as the word is being preached, as the uh, word is being shared, many of those things will leave. They will begin to come out. Many times, well, for the most part, they will come out through uh, tears or through coughing uh, or through a stream or something like that, but many of them will leave through the preaching of the word. And he said uh, he sent his word to heal and deliver them. The word of God should bring healing, should bring deliverance. If you're in a place where the so-called word of God is being preached, over and over, and there is no healing that's coming from the word or no freedom coming from the word of God, then you might need to take a closer look at what is going on. The word of God also talks about in that same chapter, 107, verse 43, he says, who is wise and will observe these things? Even they shall understand his loving kindness, the loving kindness of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, when one really began to receive the freedom that the Lord gives, and after you really began to receive that freedom, you will recognize that you will never really deserve this freedom. You can't go to the Lord and talk about, you know, Lord, what I have done of my righteousness, because the word of God to all of my righteousness is really as a filthy rag. Individuals that has participated a uh, 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 in bondage because of ancestor sins or because of problems of one kind or another. And we see here the Lord just 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 ministers to those needs. Brothers and sisters, really, if you would really search the word of God, would have got out because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of his love and kindness. Even like David, when David got in trouble uh, uh, with Bathsheba and ended up with, the, uh, with his wife and had allowed his life to be taken. The Bible talks about in Psalm 51, he said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, according to thy love and kindness, according to your mother too, of tender mercy. Blot out my transgression. I have sinned. He acknowledged it. He says, uh, but I believe verse 5, he said, but remember, my, my, my life was shaped in iniquity and sin when my mother conceived me. On down there, he talks about his sin was ever before him. And verse 14, he said, deliver me from blood guiltiness. See, the enemy had manipulated him into these problems, and his sin was ever before him, and he was just aware of the bondage, I believe, from that time forward. He said, deliver me from blood guilty. In other words, just, just stand him in the faith that you has done wrong. See, many times we need freedom for that thing. The Lord don't want us to be tongued in He wants us to be convicted of our sins, wants us to repent of those things and turn away from them, but he do not want us bound by guilt. The Lord want to free us. Deliver me from blood guilt. Deliver me from that guilt. Also in the book of Acts chapter 7, 37, the word of God talks about here, again, he talks about, I've seen the affliction of my people. He's writing about that deliverance, reminding God's people of what the word of God said to the children of Israel way back there. He said, 
I've seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and I've heard that groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now I will send thee, send thee into Egypt. Oh, the way he sent the leader after them. In Psalm chapter six, verse six, looking at what this man that's the man after God's heart again, on heart again. He said, "I'm weary." Oh, what I'm just wore out. I, I, I'm weary with groaning. I'm weary with mourning. All the night I make my bed to swim, night after night. This man was in tears. I water my couch with tears. I'm I'm crying day in and day out. I'm just wore out. That spirit of weariness. Many of God's people that I've ministered to over the years, they are just always wore out. They're tired. They go to bed tired. They get up tired. They are just weary because the enemy is wearing them out. And when you are weary, you're not at your best. You can't do as well as you would do. And the enemy knows that. That's why many of God's people need freedom from this weariness and from these things because the enemy will use certain things to just wear God's people out. And the Lord don't want that. He wants his people freed. He wants his people brought out. He wants his people delivered from the powers of the enemy. Also, uh, in the book of Psalms, chapter 25, Psalms 25, a couple of verses here I, I want to share with you. Psalm 25, beginning at verse 17. He said, the troubles of my heart are enlarged. In other words, they get bigger. I'm sure if you've been around for a while, you can recognize that sometimes problems seem to just get bigger. Oh, bring, bring thou me out of my distress. Bring me out of this suffering. Bring me out of this pain. He said, look on my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. There are spirits of hurt. There are spirits of pain many times that are operating in God's people's lives, and those demons are there just to, just to wear them down and to just try to do all he can to just 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 cause more problems. He said, consider, verse 19, consider my enemies, for they are many. Many feel that uh, they uh, go and just get maybe a demon or two out, and they are just done. But if you see here, he said, consider my enemies, for they are many. They hate me with cruel hatred. This enemy that... Uh, uh, we're up against that we're dealing with you and I do not need him in our lives. He is cruel and he is hateful. He's hateful. Keep my soul and deliver me. I need deliverance, O oh Lord, from this trouble, uh, uh, from this distress. I need deliverance from this affliction. I need deliverance from my enemy because he's cruel. He said, keep my soul, my mind, my will, and, emotion, and deliver me. Let, not, let, let me not be ashamed. I put my trust in you. He cried out, Lord, don't allow me to be ashamed. Also, another little passage of Scripture in the book of Acts, chapter 10 and verse 37. The word of God, again, as I mentioned earlier, is a lamp and a light, and is there to give us understanding as you would uh, jot these verses down and just go back and search them out. You will see all through the word of God, men and women that really belonged to the Lord and men that were serving the Lord needed rescue and needed deliverance from one thing or another. Uh, 
in the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 37, he said, The word you know which was published throughout all Judah and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good, healing all, all that were oppressed with devils, for God were with him. That word healing means therapeutic, means to safely bring to uh, a process of healing. All that was oppressed with devils, for God was with him. Brother sister, we hear more about the anointing today than we have ever heard in history, seem like, and also you claim men and women are claiming that the Lord is with them and they're doing mighty works, but the enemy is being overlooked. And I just can't uh, uh, see how that, you know, uh, the Lord can do so much right in the midst of the church and the enemy can sit right in the midst and, 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 and be satisfied and never be cast out. Now, we don't have manifestation all the time, but there are many times just after the word of God is being preached, the word of God uh, is sent forth, the demon will get angry, and they'll say, shut up, and many of them are being driven out. I've seen this over and over at the churches that I minister at, like Hegwish and Agape and our place and at the branches and other places. Those enemies do not like the word of God. And as the word of God has been preached, many times those enemies will be, be driven out. But he says he was healing all those that were oppressed. Uh, for God was with him. Uh, he went about doing good, the Bible said. James 4.17 says, He that know to do good and does it not is seen. Now, if we know that this is needed and this is good and that the Lord has given us power to trade up on serpent, scorpions, of all the power of the enemy and won't hurt us, and he commanded us to uh, uh, cast out demons in Jesus' name, these signs, Mark 16.17, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They cast out devils. That is a good thing. That is something that is needed. Also, another example of deliverance, and there are just so many. We won't get chance to go through all of them, but there are so many instances in the word of God that just shows what God's people really needed help. And I'm talking about mighty men like Paul here. In 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he talks about here, the Apostle Paul, as he talks here, he says, 1 and 8, he said, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came unto us an agent. Now, trouble, brothers and sisters, you, you really need help when trouble comes. You need a refuge. You need to go to the Lord for protection. You need deliverance from trouble. You need tending to it. There's many things that need to, you need when trouble comes, which came unto us an agent, that we were pressed out of measure, beyond strength, in some way, we were in despair of life. We were at the point where we thought that it was really all over. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but God which raised the dead. Listen at this next verse. Who deliver us from so great death, a death, and does deliver in whom we trust he will yet deliver us. See, that, that, that element of death was coming after them, and he talks about how the Lord delivered them from this death. Now, I've cast out spirits of death out of many believers. Uh, uh, now, those demons are not there because people are dead, but they are there to aid death, like uh, a suicide spirit. Many times we've cast that thing out. Those things are not in the individual because they have committed suicide. They are there to try to aid them and help them and, and, and push them down that road. 
Also, the Bible talks about it in the book of Second Timothy. We won't go there uh, or read in there, but he talks about uh, there will be perilous times where individuals will be lovers of themselves, pride, and all that stuff. Brothers and sisters, these are things that God's people need rescuing from. As we are dealing with or going into this last time and these evil times, people are ever learning and not coming to the knowledge of the truth because of these things. These are bondages, brothers and sisters, that need to become need to come out of God's people, and we have cast these things out many of God's people lives as they submit themselves to the Lord and turn away from those things and get freedom. Uh, another thing is many times individuals think that just because maybe they've gotten the spirit out, they think that they don't really need any more help. Well, in the book of Exodus, chapter uh, 23, 29, he talks about telling God's people as he was going to bring them into that land and they were to kick the enemy out. He said, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, but live, uh, I'm sorry, lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against them. In other words, they needed to grow and be strengthened as the Lord, as the Lord that they need. Because many times God's people, God people are not wild enough and strong enough and has grown enough to get all the freedom that they need at once. He said, but little by little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. In other words, little by little, the Lord drives this enemy out. Many times, individuals that are getting freedom, if they get, uh, uh, get you know, just, just, just massive deliverance, many times they have become so weak. Sometimes individuals really, we saw individuals that are so weak in their bodies that they really couldn't hardly sit up or stand up when they got to. So little by little is one of the ways that the Lord would do to get this stuff about our lives. Also, uh, uh, verse, 30, verse 32 and verse 33, he said, I shall make no covenant with them of their gods. They, sh- uh, they shall not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee to sin against me. In other words, we need to get this garbage out because if not, those things will begin to manipulate, manipulate us and cause us to sin against our Lord. For if thou serve thy God, it will surely be a snare. In other words, be a noose. Uh, for catching animals, a trap for us. If we don't dry those things out, get these bondages out of our life, they will end up trapping us. Another passage of Scripture, in the book of Psalm 56, uh, he talks about here David, uh, uh, when the Philistine took him and gave us. He said, Be merciful unto me, O God, for I, I would, for, for, for men would swallow me up. He fight against me daily, oppresses me. In other words, this was a daily fight for him. He said, my enemy would daily swallow me up, for they are many that fight against me, O thou most high. In other words, I'm up against many enemies, and they are putting pressure daily, and they would fight against me, and they wanted to swallow him up. Verse uh, 56, every day they worship my words. Uh, all their thoughts against me for evil. Or they they word words mean to fabricate, to shut, to shush, to shake, to give, to worry, to be sorrowful, to afflict, pain, to offend, to comfort, uh, uh, to discomfort. I mean, uh, now this is something that was going on. He said, verse seven: Shall they escape by nakedness? In thy anger, cast 
our people down. In other words, the enemy want to cast God's people down. Uh, also, he was in tears. He said, Thou tellest all my, wa- th- 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 my wandering. Thou put my tears in a bowl uh, uh, in thy book. In other words, he was in tears. When I cried, then shall my enemy turn back. This I know for God is for me. As you began to cry out to the Lord for freedom, the Lord will begin to do something about this enemy. As he says in, in uh uh, 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 I just slipped my mind, but uh, uh, the scripture talks about how that uh, whosoever shall call on Joel 2.28, that's it. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Also, Psalm 50, 56 and 13, he talks about here. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will thou not deliver my feet from falling? that I may walk before God in the light of his living. See, before many times God's people are able to walk really before the Lord, they needed deliverance. Many, uh, uh, we have uh, run into that just could not shake some of the problems that they had and could not walk in the way that they wanted to walk until they were free from bondage in their life. Psalm 144 and 1, David again, Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teach my hand to wall and my fingers to fight. As you begin to uh, get freedom and help others get freedom, you will learn to fight. I learned a lot about warfare, a lot about fighting this enemy since I got freedom and began to preach and help others get freedom. Verse 2, my goodness, my fortress, my high power, and my deliver, my shield, and he is in whom I trust. Who subdue people under um, subdue their people under me, which is a type of enemy. But our God is our deliverer; He's our fortress, and He's our high tower. Verse ten: That giveth salvation to King, who delivered David his servant from the hurtful sword. Verse eleven: And rid me, and, and, and rid me, and delivered me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speak vanity. And that right hand and that right uh, right hand right hand falls to you. He talks about the Lord delivered him from the hurtful sword. Uh, the the sword means uh, hurtful means I'm sorry uh, to inflict pain, suffering, and pain. Also, verse fifteen: Happy is that people that in such case. What happy is those individuals that get that freedom and 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 get that blessing of deliverance and whatnot uh, that who God is Lord, happy. In other words, joy in this. You know, over in the book of, I think, Acts, Acts, uh, Acts uh, 8, I believe it is, when Philip went down and preached Christ, the Bible said, and, and people gave heed, and then the uh, unclean spirits cried out. The Bible said there was great joy in the city. So after freedom, that brings happiness and joy. The Bible talks about happy is that people, joy is uh, a sense of well-being means, in other words, a content, successful, feeling successful once that freedom comes. I've seen individuals are at the, district, at, at the point where they're really to get ready to give up, want to give up, and don't really look and see any good coming. But after just a few minutes getting some of that bondage out, man, they got hope again. They are laughing, and they, they got joy in their life, and they, they, they are, they're just so much different. The Bible talks about Jeremiah. 
in Jeremiah 39, 17. He said, but I will deliver thee in that day, said the Lord. We won't go into further with that, but even him, he talks about we, they needed deliverance uh, uh, so that uh, he would not be given, verse 18, into the hand of those that he afraid of. Many times God people are afraid of Satan bondages and whatnot, and he talks about he needed to be delivered from those that they were afraid of. David, again, in in, in uh, 2 Samuel uh, 22 and 2, he said, Lord, my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. The Lord is our rock, he's our fortress, and our deliverer. He's the same today, the word of God said, yesterday and forever. One of the pastors of Scripture said, I'm the Lord thy God, and I change it not. Verse 3, he says here, in 2 Samuel 22 and 3, the God of my rock, in him will I trust, my shield, my horn of salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior, thou savest me from violence. Now this deliverer, he does all these things. Also, Psalm 40, 17. He says, I'm poor and needy. Yet, Lord, think it's upon me. Thou art my helper. You are my deliverer. Make no terror. Other Lord, don't tarry, Lord. I need help. In, in the book of Luke, chapter 11 and verse 4, as he talked to Mar prayer, our Lord talked to, talked to Mar prayer, he told to pray, forgive us our sin as we forgive others. It's important that we give others um, that debt. And he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In other words, our prayer should be, Lord, deliver us from evil, from that that caused harm, from that distress, and from that that caused pain. Again, David, when he was faced with Goliath and the Ammon, had called all God's people to be so afraid. The whole army was afraid, and they were they were hiding from this one individual. The enemy will always cook up somebody to cause God's people to be afraid if we don't put our trust in the Lord our, and, our, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He talks about in Psalm 1738, David said, Moreover, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion. Now, this was right in the midst of his older brother and others that was around him trying to stop him from standing up and defeating his enemy and stopping his enemy that was defying the honor of the living God. And he said, The Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, and he would deliver me out of, this, out of the hand of this Philistine. Brothers and sisters, if we are trusting the Lord and are going according to his will, he will protect us, he will deliver us, and he will stop his enemy. Again, in Psalm 18 and 1, this man after God's own heart over and over found himself in a place where he needed freedom. He needed it. He says in Psalm 18 and 1, the servant of the Lord spake the words of the song saying, The Lord delivered me from the hand of all his enemies. Psalm 18, the Lord delivered me from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. The enemy... <laughs> Brothers and sisters, want us in bondage, but the Lord delivers. He talks about verse 2. Lord, my rock, my fortune, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my butler, and the horn of salvation, my high tower. Verse 3, I will call on the Lord, and who is worthy of praise, so shall I be saved from my enemies. If we call on the Lord, we will be saved, as David talks about here. The sorrow of death come past me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Again, the sorrow of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men 
fear was there. He said, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snare of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried unto God, and he heard my voice, and out of the temple, my cry came before him, even unto his ears. He said, then the earth shook, tremble. The foundations of the hill were moved and were shaken because of his wrath. In other words, our God is powerful enough to move heaven, earth, or anything else that needs to be removed, brothers and sisters, or shaken to bring his people out of abundance. Verse 18, he delivered me from my strong enemy. No matter how strong the enemy that seems to got us bound and got God's people bound, the Lord is able and willing to deliver. Remember, he said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. He said, there's no respect to person with our Lord, for they are stronger than me, he said. He delivered me from my strong enemy because they are stronger than me. In Second, second uh, uh Thessalonians, uh, uh, 2 Thessalonians, I believe it is, 3 and 2, he said, he talked about here that one need to be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, people that you can't reason with. Many times, brothers and sisters, there are people that are individually in relationship with or just uh, uh, in bondage to, and they can't get away from them. Many times you'll find that people need deliverance. He said, I need to be delivered from from, from unreasonable and wicked men, unreasonable, hurtful men, improper, those that injure, uh, 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 not confirming to a, a reason or logic, unfair, out of place, unrighteous uh, uh, individuals. Also, the word of God talks about here, listen, listen at what happened in the Apostle Paul's life as, as he met, uh, the Lord met him on the road to the Master, and that light shine in. In Acts chapter 26 and 16, he said, But arise and stand up on thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister, a witness, both of those things which thou hast seen and those things which will appear unto thee, to deliver thee from people. There are some, some of God's people are so bound up, they're afraid of what people are going to say. If I get deliverance, if I start doing something that is contrary to what uh, family members believe and all these folks that I'm surrounded by and whatnot, uh, uh, they are bound by their thought. They, they just can't seem to break away. They don't want nobody to know they're getting freedom and whatnot. But many of God's people need deliverance from people and from the Gentiles whom I will send thee and, and, and unto the Gentiles whom I will send thee to open the eyes to turn them from power of darkness to light and from the power of Satan, Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sin or inheritance among them that are sanctified. Individuals need to be delivered, and God's people need to be turned from the from darkness to light. And once we really begin to see, brothers and sisters, once we really begin to see clearly, we really uh, 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 will be able to recognize not only the need of deliverance, brothers and sisters, but also recognize that we can deal with this enemy. I believe it was David when he was, overwhelmed and needed deliverance and whatnot uh, uh, at the point where he was just, you know, just brought into bondage, just crushed by the bondage. I believe in Psalm 18, he, he talks about that uh, uh, one of the things that happened in his life, the word of God talks about the Lord enlightened him. I believe it's Psalm 18, verse 28. talks about, thou will lighten my candle, the Lord will enlighten my darkness. And after that, when the Lord enlightened him, he talked about he run through troops, leaped over walls, 
he recognized that God's way was perfect. The Lord was his rock. He was his savior. Uh, he was strengthened, and he kept his feet from falling or slipping, and he learned to fight and walk and was stronger. They say he teach my hand to wall so a piece of steel was broken. He pursued his enemy and would not turn back until he was destroyed. Now, see, that's what light, uh, enlightenment would do in one life. That's why we need to uh, uh, be delivered and turn from that darkness to light and so that we'll be able to recognize not only the need of freedom, but also recognizing that this enemy is not all that he makes up to be, that he is uh, uh, powerful, as Pastor Willie used to say, but he ain't near powerful enough. When we are armed with the power and the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as the word of God says, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpent, scorpion, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will by no means hurt you. Brothers and sisters, the word of God is true. But we need to be enlightened many times so that we won't be like uh, the, 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 Israel, the, the army of Israel when they were hiding and running from an individual that the Lord was willing and ready to bring, bring down. All they needed to do was trust in the Lord. As David said, I, 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 the weapon I use is the name of the Lord of hosts down there in, in, in uh, uh, 1 Samuel 17. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. In my own name or anything else, I am nothing. But when we come against this enemy in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he has to honor that name, and we can kick him out, as the Bible says. In my name, they cast out the other words. We throw him out. We are able to throw this enemy out in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is something that is needed. We need this. I also... Uh, in Psalm 56, 13, he said, I have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling. Uh, verse, uh, Psalm 32 and 7, he said, you are my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with song of delivery. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I mentioned Isaiah 61, but over in the book of Luke, chapter 4, 18, as Jesus came on scene, he could have preached anywhere, as I say many times when I think about this verse. He could have preached good messages in any passages of the Bible, and I'm sure that those that heard him, that heart was open, they would have rejoiced and praised our God for the great message that our Lord and Savior preached. But he talks about in Psalm, I mean, uh, Luke 4:18. he said, For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel. In other words, good news to all those that are, are in bondage, that gospel, that message that raised real hope. If you keep listening at the word of God, those that are in despair, those that are at the point where they, they, they can't see no good coming, they think that they are ready for the sword, they just can't see no way out. If you would take heed to the word of God, this word, the word of God will raise real hope to the poor. Poor just means those that are in a position where they can't get out of. Ain't nothing they can do. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. There are many, as I mentioned, hearts are broken, hurts, wounds, and uh, 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 of all kinds. Some at the point of where they are uh, almost in shock. I've seen individuals hurt so bad until they can't focus on nothing else. But the Lord wants to heal those broken hearts to proclaim liberty. He wants to let them know that he can bring them out and willing to bring them out to 
recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised. Now, there are individuals that have been hurt, and some have been hurt to the point where they uh, uh, have just been smashed. That's what that word, I believe, bruised means. There are people that have been hurt so badly until they're smashed. Now, there are some individuals that may just got hurt a little bit. Now, if you just maybe hit your finger with a hammer and uh, uh, or whatever, and there's just a little blood a pop up on your nail or in the skin or whatever, that thing will rectify itself. But if you really smash that thing where the bone and everything is smashed, you really need some healing. You need to go to the physician, a good physician and whatnot, and you're going to more likely have to go more than one time. You're going to have to keep going until that thing is taken care of. So the Lord want to set at liberty those that are bruised. Also, many say, well, that's all pretty much Old Testament stuff. Well, in the next few minutes, we want to look at a few of the things that the Word of God says that our Savior, which is the ultimate example, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in Matthew chapter 4, as he came on scene, you know, he had uh, followed John the Baptist, which talked about repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Word of God says in, in Matthew chapter 4, 23, that Jesus went about all Galilee, every place in Galilee, teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. Now, Jesus went in there and taught. He imparted knowledge, and he preached the gospel, good news. And verse 24, and his fame went throughout all Syria, and he brought unto them all sick people, and all that was taken with divers diseases and torment. Again, torment, anytime you see torment, that means the work of devils there. And those that were possessed with devils. Now, the word possessed really is, is, is not a good translation. Possessed means ownership. Now, we as people, we can't be owned, especially God people, owned by demons, but, but they can be lodging in certain part of our body, like Paul and many others, you know, uh, uh, has called them in their, in their fields and whatnot, just uh, uh, spirit, as the word says in, in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Possessed with devils. And those that were lunatic and those that had palsy, and he healed them. That word heal again means therapeutics, meaning to, to, to safely bring through. It is a process. There are people sometimes that may get freedom in one area of their life that they might not really need, you know, uh, or see a real need of, of a lot of deliverance in an area again. And there are some people that have to have deliverance over and over. Uh, the pastor that Ed Heck, which he always mentioned his testimony, which is a really, really good one, uh, uh, how that when he came there, he was on drugs. He was uh, doing so many drugs today and whatnot, and he came there for a long time before he was able to say no to drugs. But one day after, after a good powerful deliverance, he walked out of that place, and he saw drugs laying on the table, I believe he said, and he was able to say no. But he didn't get it all the, all at once. Now, if he had just given up after the first time and said it didn't work, he, he wouldn't have been there. And, and I tell you, this, this, this man has blessed uh, uh, many. He has ministered for a long time. He's been the pastor there for quite a few years. And, 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 and the Lord has hoped him to help a lot of, a lot of individuals. Preaches a real good message and whatnot, brothers and sisters. But uh, uh, he was able to be freed. And there are many, many others we have seen that, that uh, 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 got freedom uh, uh, little by little. 
In the book of Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1, he talks about the 12. Now, I know many are doing many things today, but when you look in the Word of God, I believe the Word of God teaches and shows us that the Lord sent those that he chosen and he called to do to do really three things, to preach the gospel, heal the sick, and cast out devils, which include, you know, the message of salvation and, and, and discipleship and all that stuff. But look at what he says here, uh, Luke 10 and 1. So after these things, the Lord appointed unto them, no, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Matthew 10, 1, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Uh, um, when he called the 12, his disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. Now, many will say that's during that day. Brothers and sisters, but, I mean, if you look around today, there are wickedness that are coming after from everywhere. Wickedness are raising its ugly head up in the midst of God's people. Some of the things you've got to know that they are just not of the Lord, and just uh, uh, not of the Lord, are even raising their head up in the midst of the church. And if we don't need deliverance today, Brothers and sisters, I, I, I don't think they should have needed in that day. I, I think it's just worse and it's going to get worse as we go on into the end time. But the Bible said to cast them out and heal all manner, manner of sickness and diseases. Also, the 70 in Luke 10 and 1. He said, after these things, the Lord appointed the other 70. Also, he sent them two by two before the faith, before the faith in every city and place where he himself would come. Uh, uh, Luke 10 and 2, and look what he said here. He said, uh, therefore said he unto them, the harvest is truly great. Brothers and sisters, it is the same, and, and, and I believe probably worse now, because the Lord did have uh, the 70 he, he talks about here. You know, I, I really don't know 70 leaders. I don't know 70 leaders that, that are really actually doing Deliverance. We find people that have to drive for hours and hours, sometimes a day's ride just to get freedom. I think the, the furthest I had heard a man that came to one of the workshops say he came all the way from England because he couldn't find no help there. God, now, there are many churches yes. between there and everywhere, but many times you can't find individuals that are willing to do what the Lord says. They jump over these passages of Scripture. Well-meaning, good men and women are just jumping over these passages of Scripture. The Bible says here that the, that the, the harvest is, is great, but there are just few labors. Pray, pray, therefore, to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into the harvest. Verse 16 in that same chapter, he said, He that hears you, hears me. He was talking about the deliverance minutes, the seven that he was sending forth. He that hears you, hears me. He that despises you, despises me. And he that despises me despises him that sent me many because of a lack of knowledge. Turn up their nose as the ministry of deliverance. When people are talking about casting out devils and whatnot, but the Bible says if you hear, if you if they would hear you, they hear me. If they despise you, they despise me. Verse nineteen, he talks about. Uh, uh, verse eighteen, he said, "I hold, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven." In other words, the Lord has defeated him in heaven. Luke ten nineteen, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents, scorpions. And over all of the power of the enemy, and nothing will by any means hurt you. Don't be afraid. People, many times, I've heard when when people begin to talk about they're getting involved with the ministry of deliverance. You got, I hear that there are well-meaning leaders tell them, and people around them, you got to be careful. And begin to tell them to stay away from it, and people grab their Bibles and are afraid. But the Bible says, 
you has power to tread up on serpent scorpion or all the power of the enemy, and nothing will by any means hurt you. Luke 10.20. He said, Not, notwithstanding, in this, rejoice not that the spirit of subject to you, but rather that you, because your name is written in heaven. He said, Don't 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 rejoice because the spirits are subject to you. They came back rejoicing, but he said, Don't rejoice because these spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Look at verse twenty one. In that power, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and of earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto baby, even so, Father. For so it seemed good in our sight. Now, the Father had deliberately, I believe, as he's saying here, deliberately hid this stuff from the wise and true, those that are lifted up in pride. And he hid it, I believe, that until we humble ourselves as little babes and, and, and walk in humility, we will really never recognize the need of the deliverance. Also in Mark 16, 14, as Jesus was getting ready to go, to the cross and whatnot. After it went to the cross, rather, he, he, he talks about here. After he had appeared unto the eleven, had said at meat, he abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them that had seen him after he had risen. This demon was still fighting with the believers about the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that unbelief. He was trying to block them from following him and also. Uh, 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 receiving the blessing. And he went on in verse 15, and he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This gospel, this good news, need to be preached to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. But this is just so clear. These are the signs that follow believers. I don't know about you, when I'm traveling, and I'm going to a city or state or going someplace, every once in a while I want to see a sign to make sure that I am on the right road. Now, this gospel needs to be preached to every creature. Uh, uh, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils and speak with new tongues. The first sign, he said, they, the, the, uh, those that follows me in my name, they cast out devils. Also, it's all through the word of God. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, Paul, as he was getting ready, uh, uh, there was things that were coming his way, and he was talking about what he had to deal with and whatnot. But he said in verse 4, and he said, None of these things move me, neither count I my life dear, dear unto you, so that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I receive of the Lord to testify of the gospel of, his, of the grace of God. Verse 25, and now, behold, I know that all among you whom I've been preaching the kingdom of God. Now, listen here. He said preach the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus, he talked about, preached uh, about the kingdom over there in, 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 in Matthew chapter 4, over in verse 23. He preached the kingdom of God. But he said to Paul himself, it's, it, it's there. He said he was preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. We'll deal with that kingdom a little bit more in a minute. He says, wherefore, I take you to record. This day I'm pure of all the blood, from the blood of all men. Uh, can leaders today say that I've preached all the counsel of God? 
that I have ministered, I, that no blood upon my hand concerning those that need bondage out of their life. He says, for I have not shown to declare unto you all of the counsel. Brothers and sisters, I believe he covered it all. There's just no way I believe that the Apostle Paul could have overlooked the deliverance ministry. And I, I, I believe I can show you in the word of God clearly where he did miss it. Because going over there, he talks about he preached that kingdom and received all that come into his house. And he stayed there a whole year receiving all. But anyway, he says uh, uh, he had declared all of the counsels of God, everything that the word of God had to say. Verse uh, Isaiah 41, he talks about comforting my people, saith the Lord. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry unto her, for her welfare is accomplished. Uh, 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 speak comfortable unto Jerusalem and cry unto her. For her welfare is accomplished, and her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received of the Lord double of her iniquity. Uh, verse uh, 3, the voice of crying in the wilderness, the path of waste for, for of the Lord, make straight the devil. See, the Lord wants us to get ready and prepare that way so the Lord can come in and do a work in God's people's lives. Another little passage of the scripture, John eight thirty one. Just, just, just right in the heart of the word of God, he says, 8, 31 and 32. Then said Jesus unto uh, uh, the Jews which believe on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Brothers and sisters, we need truth. We need that as trustworthy. We, we need something that is reliable. We need the word of God. Brothers and sisters, there are many bondage that have come into God's people's lives. Uh, the word of God says in Proverbs 6, 32, he says, who committed adultery with a woman lacks understanding. They are not able to see clearly. He that does, it, he destroys his own soul. There are many spirits of destruction that are in God's people's lives. Spirits called admonious, at destruction. Many of them because of ancestor sin or because of disobedience, rebellion in people's lives. Verse 33, he said, a wound and a dishonor will he get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. Another one is in Proverbs chapter 23 and 29. Who has woes? Who has sorrow? Who has contention? Who has babbling? Who has wounds without a cause and, and, and has written it out? Wine drinking, sorrow, cause contention, babbling, and wounds and stuff. Isaiah 1 and 6. He said, from the sole of the feet unto the head, there's no soundness. Uh, it is it is, but it is a wound and bruised and petrified soul. Uh, they have not been clothed, neither bound, neither modified with honor. In other words, the leaders were not taking care of the flock. Second Timothy 4.16. At my first answer, this is the Apostle Paul that he was ministering. Some of you guys that maybe felt that the Lord has minister to you and think that now that you, you can help others or whatever. Uh, uh, he, he talks about that in my first answer. That was no man stood with me, but all forsook me. I pray, God, that it might not be laid to that charge. Nevertheless, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that my preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles may hear, and I were delivered out of the mouth of lions. Here the Apostle Paul talked about how he was delivered out of the mouth of lions. 
The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me to the heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Thank God for deliverance. Brothers and sisters, many need deliverance from fear. Hebrew chapter 215. He delivered, he delivered them that through fear of death was all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear will call God's people to just be bound up and bondage. But it says we need freedom. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from my fears. Again, the need of deliverance. The Lord is not just doing something to be doing. It doesn't simply... God's people were born, and they were, in, they were in pain. They were all full of anxiety. I run into people that were just so full of anxiety and whatnot until they really couldn't do what they needed to do. I got a good friend, brother, minister, uh, uh, called me maybe a week or a little bit ago, and he said, I need some prayer in this era. And he talks about how that uh, uh, the fear would just wear him out to the point where he, 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 he would just get so afraid and wake up to wear him out. And there was no need to get to that place, if he just take his time and do what he needed to do, he'd get the job done, but that fear just worked on him so and went out and messed him up so bad until he was not able to really do the thing that he could have done if he had just took the time and got the freedom and, and, and got the stuff out of his life. These things are things that needed, brothers and sisters. We need to get these things out of our life. Also, I mentioned... Uh, about joy. Again, I'm going to touch on that. Acts 8.5, talking about Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Now, this is one of the things that the Lord dealt with me about many, many years ago as we first began to recognize that all the believers had need of freedom. Now, I had done uh, many deliverances before this. I thought that uh, uh, and was taught that if any individual backslides, that's when the the seven spirits will come into them, but that's really what, what they're talking about. People needed it anyway, and I knew that at that point I had done deliverance and stuff, and I knew when I run into individuals that had been backsliding, I could get spirits out of them. So I cast out a bunch of spirits out of folks that I knew that were backsliding, and they would come out with manifestations and stuff. But uh, uh, the Lord dealt with me about this after uh, a long time we were dealing with people that would come, and we, I believe in preaching the word of God with everything I had and ministering to people. And individuals kept coming, said, listen, I got problems in this era or that era. And I knew that some of those things shouldn't have been from what I thought and was taught, shouldn't have been in the born-again life. The Bible says any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away and the whole, all things become new. Well, I, you know, I was sheltered, you know, uh, uh, in my life as a young fella had protection from good mom and dad and stuff and, and whatnot. So I, that's what I call it anyway. But, you know, I grew up, and if I tried hard enough and fasted and prayed and sought the Lord, I was able to, you know, kind of deal with stuff in my life. But I found out later there were people that wasn't like me. I thought everybody was like me, individuals that had problems in their life that they just could not shake or could not deal with it. And, 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 and I was a little bit different. If I fought long enough and prayed enough and fast enough and beat that thing enough, I could really deal with stuff, I thought. Uh, uh, but anyway, they would come and tell me, say, listen here, I got problem with this and problem with that, and I know that that shouldn't have been, according to what I was taught, should have been in the life of believers. And we would 
pray with them, say, maybe you didn't really mean it when you got saved. We're getting them saved over and over again. And I'm getting more confused. I'm watching them and looking at them and whatnot, and they was in tears that they would recommit their life to the Lord and crying out to the Lord, come in my heart and save me. Well, they came back maybe a week or two later, and one of our brothers, he's a, he's a Caucasian brother, he came and said, listen here, I have cried and I've fast and I've read and I've done everything to I'm blue in the face, and I still got this problem. Well, I'm getting more confused because you've accepted the Lord three or four different times and still talking about this problem. Why is it? that old things are not passing away. Why is it that all things is not becoming new? And the Lord spoke to me. So you are not doing your job. And he reminded me of this passage of Scripture. Philip went down to Samaria in Acts 8 and 5 and preached Christ unto them. And the people were one accord, gave heed to those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits cried out with loud voices that came out of men of them that were possessed with them. And many that were taken with, were taken with puzzles and, and lame, and he healed them. And the Bible said, after that, there were great cities. That were, I'm sorry, there were great joy in the city, rather. Great joy. Matthew 15 and 19, the Bible talks about out of the heart, proceeded even thoughts of dirt, or fornication, self-witness, blaspheming. False witness, blaspheming, I'm sorry. But it says that, that stuff is really in the heart. That's why the uh, individual need to crucify the flesh and deal with the little stuff. Verse 22, he talks about uh, uh, deliverance. It's a children's bread. He said, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the coast, of, coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievous, uh, grievously vexed with devil. Now, there are much more can be taught here. Uh, you see, the enemy, if you would read the passage of Scripture concerning this, even the even the disciples was irritated, and I think it was for a reason. They 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 wanted this, the Lord to send away. They, they you know uh, unmerciful. Sometimes even well-meaning individuals that don't really see clearly or don't want to be bothered with those that need freedom. And they had been ministering freedom. But anyway, uh, we we deal with that something maybe like that another time. But anyway, he, he said my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And many just recognize that these things are happening. On yesterday, there was a young man came to our church, and he he he, he first did want prayer, and then he, uh, afterward he decided to get some. But he talks about how his dad said he wanted prayer for his son because demons was just poking him. And 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 even the, the young man, as I talked to him, looked to be about fourteen to maybe the the oldest is fifteen. He said those things was molesting him, and 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 just messing with him in his sleep. And and any individual that is a parent that things are happening to like this, you know, won't freedom. And he answers her not a word, the Bible said in verse twenty three. And the disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. Uh but she cried after us. And he answered and said, I'm not sent but for the lost sheep of Israel. And then she worshiped him, saying, Lord, Lord help. Lord help. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dog. But it says the, the Bible said bread will strengthen the heart. Or will make the or, or will make the faith to shine. She said unto him, True Lord, but yet the dog get the crumb that fall from the master's table. And the Lord said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou will. And her daughter was made whole. This woman's daughter was vexed. Brother sister, what are we gonna do? with all of the folks that are vexed, children that are vexed, and, and, and in the midst of God's house today. 
There are many that need freedom right in the house of the Lord. Also in the book of Acts, chapter 28 and 30, the Bible says, Paul, this is what I prefer to later, uh, 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 that delivers us here in the kingdom. He said, Paul dwelt two years in his own, own high house and received all that come unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence and no man forbade it. Now, he was preaching the kingdom. And remember over in the Matthew, earlier I talked about, or in the book of Matthew chapter 4, how that Jesus preached the kingdom and all those disciples preached that kingdom and, 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 and ministered to them. In, in Matthew 6, 33, we're going to be closing down pretty shortly here, but he says in Matthew 6, 33, this is something I want you to really listen at here. He says, Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. But it says, I believe that this is what the Lord is trying to point his believers to. The first thing, when you get born again, seek first the kingdom of God. Remember Paul talked about he preached that kingdom, the kingdom of God, and teaching all things concerning Jesus Christ. I just read in Acts 28 and 31. Well, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. But it's just the church many times has got it backwards. We're trying to seek wealth and so many other things. If you read back up in that chapter, he mentioned just about everything that man can worry about. But the Bible said, get that kingdom, seek first that kingdom, get yourself free, get delivered and all that stuff. And he'll add that stuff. Matthew 6, 34. Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care, uh, 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 for tomorrow shall take thought for itself. Sufficient until the day is the eve of their earth. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 12, 24, he said, but when the Pharisees heard this thing, they said, this fellow does cast out devils by the devil, the prince of devils. They accused him of casting out devils through Satan. They recognized that they were coming out, but they just didn't want to give the Lord credit. Look at Matthew 12, 28, what Jesus had to say about this kingdom. He said, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God. Now, when the devils are cast out by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God comes unto you. When the evil spirits are coming out, brothers and sisters, the kingdom of God is coming. No wonder the Lord wants us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be added. Verse 29 in Matthew 12, he says, If how can, he, can, can one enter into a strong man's house? And spoil his good except he first binds a strong man and then he spoils his house. When we get ready to cast those things out, the way that God teaches us, we're to first bind the strong man. Then we can spoil his good and we can spoil his house. Matthew twelve thirty. He that is not with me is against me. Now he's talking about casting out demons. He's talking about deliverance. He said, the one that is not with me is against me. There are many believers, that well-meaning believers, that are really sincere because of a lack of knowledge of being destroyed and against the Lord when it comes down to deliverance. I'm not saying they're not born to be again, but they are really against the Lord because they speak against us. They, they try to turn others that need freedom many times turn away. They, they really mean well. They just don't understand, just don't know. And he said, he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. So if we don't really get 
with the program. We don't get with the deliverance and get the freedom we need. We will end up scattering, the Bible says. Luke 17 and 20. And when, it, and when he was the minute of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, the natural eye would not be able to see it. They thought he was talking about something that was going to be seen. That's what they were looking for. Remember, a little, little, little further up, he talks about when I cast out devils, that he cast out devils, the kingdom of God comes in. Now he said that kingdom of God come without opposition. Uh, uh, verse 21, neither say that lo here, a lo for there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Again, he talks about there's something in there, there's a kingdom inside of the believer. That's where the enemy won't bound up. That land that he talked about when they were to drive them out and dispossess them in the Old Testament, which is a natural land, now it is a spiritual land. And that bondage and stuff is in our lives, and this stuff needs to come out. The Lord wants that bondage out of his people. Romans 14 and 17 really give a description what that kingdom is. And this is something that believers many times work at a whole lifetime and never obtain it, trying to uh, uh, be where the Lord wants and be what the Lord wants them to be. And he talks about and describes what that kingdom is. Now, he says the kingdom of God is within you, Luke 17, 21, but Romans 14, 17, he says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but righteousness. But it says that's what we want inside. As those spirits are cast out, this is what comes inside of the believers, righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit. Now, it don't get no better than that. This is what many times individuals run to the run down the aisles for, and they're tapping them on the head, and, and, and they're thinking they're going to take it by faith and all that stuff, and people go and find out that they have received nothing. They find the same old bondage. They get in line over and over for years and years and, and done a whole lot of things really doing much more labor and work than it takes to get freedom. Now, freedom is work. It's a labor, but those that really into getting people's freedom, brothers and sisters, when they see the, 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 the freedom come into the lives of men, women, boys, and girls, and lives are being restored and, and, and all the peace and joy that are pulled out in their life is worth it. It is worth it. Uh, uh, Matthew 7, a couple of more verses, and we're going to wrap this up. Matthew chapter 7, 28. Uh, uh, the Bible says, And it will come to pass when Jesus ended these said, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that have an authority, not as a strike. Otherwise, Jesus, when he gets to teaching uh, the word of God, brothers and sisters, we look at what the word of God, he wants God's people to know that they have authority. We have power through the name of Jesus, a power that is pulled out in God's people's life, and we do not let have to let the enemy get away from get away with this. The church is built on the rock. Those that are built on the rock of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he said the gates of hell will not prevail. In other words, the believers, the Lord give them authority to begin to break the gates of hell and snatch God's people out. Verse 20, 29 in Matthew 7, uh, uh, he says, For he taught them as one to have authority 
and not as the scribe. Matthew seven twenty four. He said, therefore, that he that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them. Brother, it's, it's important that we not only hear what the word of God says, but it's important that we do what the word of God says. He said, I will liken to him as a wise man. Brothers and sisters, uh, um, probably everybody has recognized that when the storms come, there has been some loss at one time, and that's because of not building on the rock. But and sisters, we do not want to have to keep building over and over. He said, oh, that he is the son of mine and doeth them as like a man, like a wise man that built his house on the rock. A figurative of the foundation, the word of God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the figurative of faith. He said, and the rain descended, the flood came, the wind blew and beat up on that house, and it fell not, for it was founded on the rock. But it says, I found that deliverance would do what pretty much nothing else can do. I've had and I've seen others that wrestled with problems for a long time and come down and got sit down and allowed the Lord to free them from a problem and walked out like a different individual. This is what deliverance can do. Brothers and sisters, all through the word of God, you see over and over that there was deliverance, how that God people needed deliverance. The Lord would deliver his people. He would make a way out. He would hear their cry. He is able to do exceedingly and abundant beyond what we can think and act. There is no bondage that the Lord cannot break. Now, you may not get what you think many times that you begin to go at one thing. You know, you may think that, hey, this is what I want and need to deliver from, and that may be. And then there are bondages sometimes that the Lord want to get out of your life that you don't even know that are there. Just hang loose and allow the Lord to do what he want to do uh, uh, in your life. Again, Pastor Mike, he talks about how that he was thinking that the Lord was getting stuff out of his life and, and, and stuff out of his life, uh, one thing out of his life. And he said the Lord finally spoke to him years later or sometime later. He said, I was delivering you from other things that, you, that he needed to deliver from, that he knew he needed to deliver from. You know, and that's happened. Many times we just need to hang loose and allow the Lord to get these bondages out of our lives. Again, there is a real need of deliverance. Without deliverance, you would not be able to do the thing that you need to do. You can't afford. The, the, the cost is too high. You, you, you can't, cannot afford not to have deliverance. Really, it's, the cost is, 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 is just too much. The problem is not worth it. The need really means unable to do without. Brothers and sisters, really, we're we really not able to really do without the living. We will never be the leaders that we need to be. We'll never be free enough to do the work that we need to do. We'll never be the men. We'll never be able to love our wives that cry love the church. And men, you, you ought to know what I'm talking about. We will never be able to really recognize our place and govern fairly and justly and in love and, 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 and be pastors that are after God's own heart and do the things that really need to be done without being rescued. David, Paul, and, 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 and uh, uh, Jeremiah and many others we see needed rescuing, needed deliverance, needed rescuing from evil. Brothers and sisters, search the word of God. I hope you jotted those passages of scriptures down. I maybe uh, uh, will get a copy of the message. I went kind of fast, but 
uh, 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 there was a lot of stuff that wanted to cover. Be like that for real believers. You know, if you got doubts, brother and sister, get into the word of God. Search the word of God out uh, 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 to find out whether those things are so. Some may think that, hey, this was this is a different day. Man, uh, that was something that happened a long time ago, and, and that's all over with now. We, we we really don't really need, we don't really need that today. We don't really need freedom. But the word of God says in, 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 in uh, Hebrew, and I'm through uh, Hebrew chapter 8, eight uh, 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 I'm sorry, Hebrew chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus cried the same today, yesterday, and forever. Brothers and sisters, Christ is right there. He just came today, yesterday, and forever. Some may recognize they need freedom now and, and, and think, man, I done messed up and I, 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 I just can't uh, go no further. The Lord says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. All you got to do is cry out to the Lord. First of all, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you need to come to him. You need to cry out to the Lord for salvation. The Bible said, Behold, I stand and do and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup with him. If you ask Jesus in your heart, he won't turn your way. The Bible tells us in John, John 1, 12, I believe it is, As many as received him, then he gave power to become the sons of God, even those that believe on his name. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. What if God even go a little further? I like this. I like God's word because it makes it so plain that, you know, even simple people can't like, can't like me can't even error. He talks about, he says, he talks about whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Brothers and sisters, Romans 10, I believe 13, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Joel 2.28, I believe it is that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Praise God for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the word of God that is a lamp and a light that we need so desperately in these last dark, dark days that we're living in. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Pastor James, what a message that was. Man, that was a, that was a true word. We've got uh, people tuning in live around the world. We've got people listening right now from India, and um, just getting just awesome feedback. Uh, that was uh, that was a right now word, my friend. <laughs> Pastor James, uh, how can people get in contact with you in your ministry? Uh, through phone seven zero eight four four six nine seven four five. And if they're there locally in the area, uh, give out your address where they could worship with you in the church. We we meet at 1317 West North Avenue, Merrill's Park, Illinois. Merrill's Park, Illinois. Now, Pastor James, will you be doing any of the upcoming conferences at uh, the Hegewish Church? Well, usually uh, they they got a, a leaders' conference coming up uh, in about a month for the men's. Uh, so that the men can learn and get freedom, so that uh, the men can be better equipped to uh, protect and and help their, their 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 families first of all, and those that are uh, 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 over churches and whatnot to get freedom and men's fellowshipping. You is a great time, and uh, and 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 just a lot a lot of good deliverance has went on in those conferences. 
Uh, I usually preach in most all of them. I haven't gotten an invitation yet to preach in this one here, but usually I do minister. I'll be there as the Lord will, even if I'm not preaching. They got enough good men, that, that uh, uh, enough leaders, good qualified leaders to, to preach. And matter of fact, you got enough, got more more leaders probably than time and more good messages that can be preached. So if if I don't be there in, in the pulpit ministering, I'll be there the Lord's will, and and I'm sure that uh, 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 it'll be worth it. It usually is always that will be good, 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 solid, solid messages. Uh, uh, always coming through those through those uh, through those uh, workshops. So. Uh, if any of the men can make it um, uh, uh, to that, that if 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 I'm not ministering, it, it it'll be plenty of other good preachers there. Well, praise God, and uh, folks, uh, this is going to be up in the MP3 archives here in about ten minutes. We're at the top of this program, Pastor James. I wanted to tell you that the uh, last message that you did on the Mega Man Radio is going to be airing on American Voice Radio Satellite this week. And what we're going to do, uh, it's a new network that we're on. It goes out across the USA. We're going to take tonight's two-hour program, and I'm going to put it on the, uh, the air again next week on the, uh, the new network. So I want to say uh, God bless you for coming on tonight. Folks, we ran out of time, but, you know, this is a message that needed to get out. And when we have Pastor James on again, he's going to do a, a mass deliverance along with another message. And, uh, brother, I've got to get you back on soon. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I enjoy listening to you preach. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got an anointing. Praise God. Uh, would you close yeah. in prayer? Gracious Father, once again I cry unto you, O oh God, for your mercy. O oh God, you see the bondages in every one of your children's lives. And again, as David cried out, Lord, have mercy on us according to your loving kindness, according to your mother to the tender mercy. Blot out every transgression, every sin, every ancestor sin. Everything that has been done that will block the freedom that we need. And, Lord, we cry out for mercy. We cry out for healing and deliverance. We pray that the enemy will not be able to steal the word of God. We pray that the entrance of the word will give light, give understanding to the simple. We pray that the principalities, the powers, world rulers, and spiritual weakness in high places will be broken, that the eyes of every understanding will be opened, that Every individual will be filled with the knowledge of your will, that they will recognize what the hope of your calling and what they think great is of the power to us who believe. I bind every curse, every hex, every vex, every spell, every jinx, psychic trap. And, Father, we pray that every curse that are upon lies will be nullified, that the light will shine so bright of the word that the powers of darkness will be shattered. Father, that every individual will be covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, that all of the power of enemy, the enemy in every life, over every life, would be shattered and broken. And, Father, all of the curses that the enemy is sending, Father, that that blood would shatter those and let it go back on those demonic head senders, the demons, Father, like like tummy bomb, Father, that it would burst and just, just destroy and just tear down and, and break everything that the enemy has managed to send against God's people. And those demons, oh God, let it be worse than the hell fire that they would spend eternity in upon those demons that are trying to destroy God's people. Father, we pray in Jesus Christ's name that you would send ministering angels to minister to every need 
Oh, God, we pray that those that linger, oh, God, that you would send the angel of your presence like you did Lot. And, Father, that you would take each and every one by the hand and bring them out. Father, those that still don't understand, we pray that you would minister to them and work with them, that you'd put people in the way of all your children that need help, oh, God, and help them to get to places where they can get significant help in Jesus Christ's name. We pray again. Oh, God, that you do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we can think and act. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor James. And we'll see you again on the next program. Thank you very much for calling in tonight. Mm -hmm. Folks, that was Pastor James Mobley. And this will be up in the archives here in about 10 minutes. Uh, What a powerful word tonight. And if you enjoyed that sermon and would like to have him back on, uh, give him a call and let him know that uh, you like the program, and we'll definitely be getting him back on on a regular basis, going to do some mass deliverance open lines in the future. Well, in about uh, two minutes, we're going to have Dr. Pat on. So let me say uh, adieu, bonsoir, bonjour, uh, to, to Bridget out there in France, uh, buenas noches to my friends over in Latin America. Uh, I don't know the Hebrew for that. I have to learn it. And uh, we'll see you back in a few minutes. We're going to have open lines in this next program. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio.